Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It is 8.58 a.m. Central Daylight Time. It's the 28th of May, 2021. This is episode 428 of Bitcoin. And I made a map. I did. I did. I was gonna. I was threatening to do it, and and I did it. Uh, turns out, I still have access to ArcGIS online. Uh, normally, I wouldn't be able to afford that, but the good folks over at my last uh, uh, last job uh, at Tech uh, Texas Tech didn't seem to uh, uh, get the memo that that I had left. <laughs> And somehow or another, I still have access to ArcGIS online uh, via my credentials, probably because it's <clears throat> it was a contract with a third party and that, you know, they're not going to be, you know, the third party is not going to be examining whose, you know, uh, email is active or not. So I still have access to a very powerful mapping visualization program and analytics software, which I am now using to figure out just how much dirty energy does Elon Musk use at his charging stations. And I will be determining exactly where his uh, factories are and we'll, we'll, we'll learn about that. But just so you know, GIS stands for <clears throat> Geographic Information Systems, much like any other kind of information system uh, it allows you to populate, in this case, it allows you to populate a map with immense amounts of data, but these are spatial data, so latitude, longitude, things like that. And I was able to go and find a massive database on the ArcGIS online store <clears throat> that was all of the power generation stations in the entire world. I'm only focusing on the U.S., so as you might imagine, I have to pare down the data quite a bit. But uh, I am able to get like all of the United States power generation stations and their fuel types. So are they using coal? Are they using natural gas? Is it hydro? Is it whatever? Uh, this entire thing sort of came up because of a tweet out of Great American Mining uh, sort of asking, you know, kind of the question, well, Given these maps, what, you know, you know, they presented a map of power generation stations and fuel type in the United States. And then like, but they were screenshots. And to do a critical analysis on this, I can't just overlay these two maps of where Tesla charging stations are, which GAM, I think it was GAM had it, and the power generation and types, <clears throat> fuel type maps. I can't just, I can overlay them, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. It looks bad on the surface, looks real bad on the surface, but what really needs to be done is the latitude and longitude of all this shit needs to be collated together on one map and 
that way I can get the, the analysis portion of the software to start asking the data sets as they coexist questions about the relationship to each other. And one of the neat things about the, like I was able to get the lat long of all the Tesla charging stations as of 2020, and the data for the power generation and fuel type stations are also circa nine or 19, sorry, 2020. So it's pretty, you know, pretty recent data. But I need to be asking it, you know, querying like, well, how much megawatts do you produce as a coal plant? And are there any other are there any other types of uh, fuel source power generation stations within, let's say, 250 miles? Because I think it's probably going to be like at about 250 miles, you're not going to be transmitting a whole lot of electricity. So I can wrap a you know a bubble around each one of these power or uh, power charging stations for Tesla, and start querying it. What kinds of power generation stations are in your 250 mile radius? And I can call, you know, some electrical engineers down at tech that I know and ask them what's, you know, what's the, what's the true distance of how far can you uh, get, you know, uh, send or transmit power as high voltage and figure out a good radius to be able to query well, chances are good you're getting your all your power within like let's say 250 mile radius of the station. Then I can go in and say, okay, well, what power generation stations and what fuel types are in that 250 mile radius? And then I can say, okay, well, what's the power generation percentage if if within this 250 mile radius, 100% of the power that's generated is in that 250 mile, mile radius, what percentage is hydro? What percentage is coal? And I can do that because the power generation map has megawatt output on all these generation stations. So I'll be able to like say, well, okay, there's, you know, you have coal, you have natural gas, and you have a nuclear plant within your 250 mile radius. What percentages of those make up the 100% total power generation for that 250 mile radius circle? And then it's a percentage game at that point. It's just numbers. So I am kind of excited about, you know, getting back into this map. I, I released a small sample map that's got a fair amount of traction on Twitter, but it does not tell the whole story. And it may be, fuck, I may find out that Tesla power charging stations are clean. I am not a slave. I am, I am a slave to the data. I am not a slave to my bias. I may find out that 80% of all the power generation stations that are used as the power source for the charging stations for Tesla are coal driven. I don't know. That's the, that see, that's the problem with just overlaying maps on, on one another and then coming up with <clears throat> an answer. No, it is much more involved in that. And GIS is the, if you want to get into the, into the weeds of this shit, which I think I'm about to do, GIS is the tool to use. It is purpose built for this exact thing. Okay. So be awaiting some maps. I'm going to be working on that through the weekend and it'll probably just be something I do for a long time just to figure out, figure all this stuff out. Now, with all that said, Texas seems to be, uh, fast becoming a Bitcoin haven. Texas law creates legal clarity for Bitcoin. David Zell has this one from Bitcoin magazine. State lawmakers in Austin have achieved a milestone in Bitcoin regulation as the state Senate passed House Bill 4474 this morning. Woohoo! Yeah, buddy. 
The virtual currency bill is now on its way to Governor Greg Abbott's desk to be signed into law. Advocates of the bill expect swift, act, swift action from the governor who tweeted this March, quote, count me in as a crypto law proposal supporter. It is increasingly being used for transactions and is beginning to go mainstream as an investment. Texas should lead on this in quote. Yes, Greg, I agree. The new law creates much needed legal clarity for Texas companies involved with Bitcoin and digital assets. House Bill 4474 amends Texas uniform commercial code to include a definition of virtual currency and ensures that key business laws apply to cryptocurrencies. In an article for the National Law Review, Daryl Robertson and Patrick Boot write, quote, the virtual currency bill provides a clear and concise framework for establishing control over virtual currency, ah, you bums, and clarifies that control can be established regardless of whether the power to control is shared with another person, a critical element in order for banks and other non-bank fi non financial institutions to effectively provide custody services for virtual currencies, end quote. Robertson and Boot further note or state that Quote, the surgical approach taken by the bill's drafters is a prudent step for a state like Texas and provides the proper balance to allow the industry to continue maturing while leaving adequate room for additional regulatory changes in the future, end quote. The new law marks a major milestone for Bitcoin's transition into the mainstream by recognizing the legal status, legal status of virtual currencies. Texas will likely see an increase in Bitcoin investors and businesses attracted to the certainty the new law provides. Christopher Calicott, a venture capitalist at Austin-based Trammell Venture Partners, wrote this morning that the law, quote, more strategically tells the world Texas is welcoming and open for business to Bitcoin companies and investment, a very hospitable place for Bitcoin. For Texas, we believe the bill will lead to more capital investment in the state, to more businesses, or sorry, more business formation and more job creation and to lower interest rates for consumers, end quote. Texas's leadership on the issue of Bitcoin and commercial law further cements the trend of American lawmakers recognizing the need for the country to embrace Bitcoin and blockchain technologies. Today's events <clears throat> create a model for the 25 states across the country that are also considering legislation over digital assets and cryptocurrencies. This March, Representative Warren Davidson reintroduced the Token Taxonomy Act, which House Resolution 1628, to Congress with bipartisan support. The legislation seeks to offer similar legal clarity on the federal level to ensure that America does not lose out on investment overseas where clear laws have created strong virtual currency ecosystems. Bitcoin Magazine interviewed Representative Davidson last week who stated, quote, if you want to defend freedom, you have to defend sound money. Ballers, bitch. In regards <clears throat> to today's passing of the bill, Rep. Tan Parker, who was the primary sponsor of the bill, said, quote, this is certainly a very exciting time for Texas. With the passage of House Bill 4474, our state is now poised to take the lead in cryptocurrency for the nation by offering a comprehensive framework for digital currencies that will bring forth new opportunities for Texas's economy, workforce, as well as our national security. This is the result of a few years of working closely with industry leaders to develop the right policy for Texas, and I couldn't be more grateful for what we have accomplished together. Ye fucking ha, Texas. Okay, now from a Bitcoiner's perspective, I get it. We don't need laws. Okay, Co learn to coexist, bitch. I'm, I, I don't know what else to tell you. If it looks like it can be regulated, it's gonna be regulated. 
The great thing about Bitcoin is what looks like it can be regulated today will not be able to be regulated under the same laws tomorrow. You keep that in mind and this kind of shit won't bother you. If you're a hardcore libertarian, freedom loving son of a bitch like I am, but not so planted that, not so planted in that, that you can't kind of step outside, look at this as good news. I do. I see this as good news. And the reason I do is because I have that thought in my mind. What can be regulated under the laws passed today will be unregulatable tomorrow because of the nature of Bitcoin, the nature of us plebs, the nature of the guys that code this shit, the nature of the third parties that are building secondary and tertiary layers on top of it. I don't worry about the, the use of the word control in this. I don't worry about a lot of the other language in this bill. And the reason I don't worry about it is because tomorrow half of it could be completely not applicable. And that's why I read this as good news and not yet some other billionaire walking into the fray. Now, let's get into the FUD. We got new FUD today. It's kind of depressing the price. It's also closure of, I think it's like $3 billion in, oh God, con futures contracts um, are, are closing today. And I, I, I can't remember when. It, I, I should know the, the, the time by heart, but I don't, okay? So it's sometime today, if it has, it, maybe it's already happened. Um, but we're seeing some price depression. So there's a, a raft of FUD that came out today. Let's go through it so that you know what you're combating here. Osato Aven Namayo is writing this for Cointelegraph. Bank of Japan governor slams Bitcoin and calls it a speculative asset. Okay, so this FUD piece number one. Harahiko Kuroda, I guess, governor of the Bank of Japan, has joined the roll call of central bankers taking aim at Bitcoin amid the current volatility. According to a report by Bloomberg on Friday, he argued against the value proposition of the largest crypto by market cap, stating, quote, most of the trading is speculative and volatility is extraordinarily high. It's barely used as a means of settlement. Oh my God, dude. You're going to need to pay. Like we, there's only so many times you can wash a single pair of dirty socks before you get holes in it. This argument is dead and they, and they just keep, they keep getting a, like a fucking necromancer in there to resurrect this shit. Stop doing it. The BOJ's governor's criticism comes as Bitcoin experienced an over 50% drawdown from its $64,000 all-time high. Indeed, several central bankers have taken Bitcoin's current price wobble as an occasion to slam BTC and cryptocurrencies in general. When haven't they not? Earlier in May, Luis Guindos, vice president of the European Central Bank, also expressed negative sentiments about Bitcoin. As previously reported by Cointelegraph at the time, the ECB executive argued that cryptocurrencies had weak fundamentals and did not qualify as a real investment. Recently, Lars Rode, governor of Denmark's central bank, dismissed the possibility of cryptocurrencies posing a threat to central bank autonomy. According to Rode, big tech and not crypto is the real competitor to gatekeepers of the legacy financial arena. Oh, wow. Is separating, separating cryptocurrencies from technology. 
Oh, what a horrid mistake. Somebody go tell him. No, actually don't. Never interrupt your opponent while he's making a mistake. That's just Napoleon right there, pal. Also in May, Andrew Bailey, governor of the Bank of England, warned that crypto investors were liable to lose all their money. However, as tweeted by Plan B, creator of the stock-to-flow model, owning Bitcoin for at least 200 weeks or four years never resulted in a loss position for owners. In fact, despite Bitcoin's 50% decline since mid-April, BTC still is up 22% year-to-date and has returned fourfold gains for hodlers over the last year. Billionaire hedge fund manager Ray Dalio has even tipped Bitcoin to be a better savings instrument than, uh, let's see, oh, hold on. Oh, oops. <laughs> I got a hookup message on my phone from somebody, I guess, writing in kanji. Uh, let's see, number, hookup for fun. And then some Japanese kanji. Maybe they're figuring out I'm reading this. Oh my God, Google's listening to me. Anyway, getting back to this shit. <clears throat> Apart from slamming Bitcoin, Kuroda has also echoed the sentiments of other central bankers concerning the potential viability for stable coins as long as their issuers conform to strict regulatory protocols. Ah, the FUD. And it continues with Sichuan to pro-Bitcoin mining energy use. This one came out today from Aluwapalumi Edijumo. I hope I did that right. Bitcoin Magazine. Chinese energy regulators in Sichuan have revealed plans <laughs> to obtain the uh, information regarding energy use for Bitcoin mining from local power companies in the area per a Reuters report. According to the report, the collection of this information may possibly result in a clampdown in the second biggest Bitcoin production hub. Yeah, have fun staying obsolete, pal. This is in line with an earlier decision made by the central government of the Asian country to deal decisively with Bitcoin mining and related activities. Different parts of the country have begun uprooting Bitcoin mining operations within their localities. The report noted that Inner Mongolia has expressed readiness to root out the business and have funds staying poor. Due to this level of hostility toward the industry, many Bitcoin mining centers have begun relocating most of their mining activities to North America and Central Asia. Who would have thunk it, pal? Interestingly, an official of the Sichuan Energy Regulatory Office of National Energy Administration noted that the province is not the only one collecting information regarding energy usage. However, he also declined to provide further information on whether the province may be looking to ban Bitcoin mining. Mining is a popular industry that is responsible for the mining of new units of Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, we know that part, dude. Uh, let's see, is a Bitcoin power, the energy of a money, and a comparison of Bitcoin's environmental impact with that of gold and banking are both detailed looks, they're, they're books, uh, both detailed looks at the <clears throat> rather environmentally friendly reality that is the Bitcoin industry while providing or proving wrong claims that Bitcoin is destroying our earth. The energy usage investigations by China are evidence that Chinese officials have yet to understand the impact Bitcoin has on the incentive system of energy usage. No, that is wrong. And these aren't books. I'm sorry. I think these are, uh, yeah, these are, are uh, the <clears throat> Bitcoin power, the energy of money, and a comparison of Bitcoin's environmental impact with that of gold and banking are, in fact, articles in Bitcoin magazine. Okay, so anyway, no, the, the, Chinese, the Chinese officials know exactly what's going on. Don't put, do not, for even a split second, believe that they are not in understanding of what's going on. They are indeed understanding what's going on, <clears throat> and they don't like it. 
However, they're not going to be able to stop it. They might even be able to stop all mining in China. They might be 100% Bitcoin miner free. And you know what? Have fun staying poor because all these assholes are going to find other climbs. And Texas looks like it's, it is poised, absolutely freaking poised to be able to do high scale Bitcoin mining and welcoming high scale Bitcoin mining without any problems whatsoever. Texas is going to be a national or a world leader in Bitcoin security. Just that's just a fact. You're going to have to put up with it. However, I still think that there, you know, Central Asia, I think Transylvania is going to get into it. I think all the Baltics, the Balkans, the, the main part of the continent of Africa, Central America and South America, you know what the areas that I'm looking at. I've said it on several occasions. I am not interested in the West. I'm not interested in North America or Europe, or I am interested in Eastern Europe because those broke motherfuckers need some money. So, and, and Africa, you know, and, and like, and all the, the, you know, I mean, I don't care about Russia. I don't care about China. I certainly don't give shit one about Australia. Fuck all those people. Seriously. I mean, this, this, I mean, the world is changing and you will either change with it or you will be left behind and you will have fun staying poor. No matter if you have the richest, most well-stocked Navy on the face of the planet or the best Air Force or the most nuclear weaponry, it's all made obsolete at this point. The world is ready to move on beyond all the bullshit that we've had to put up with for 6,000 years, most likely 10,000. We've probably been dealing with this ever since we caught out of the trees. And there's always some asshole with a bigger stick. And everybody else is too afraid to gang up on the asshole with the bigger stick and beat the fucker to death. We are apparently all just terrified all the time. Nobody will stand up. Nobody will do anything. Nobody will say anything. It's just fucking pathetic. I'm, I, 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 sometimes I loathe the human race for its inability to stand up, grow a sack, and beat the fuck out of somebody who needs the fuck beat out of them. Sorry. Didn't mean to rant that way. Australian tax law authorities or, or Australian tax authorities issue a warning to crypto investors to disclose profits or face legal action. Have fun staying poor. Uh, so more FUD. This is also today. This is by Bushan Akalar. Akalkar. Akalkar. I think that's how you pronounce it. Coingape.com has it. Tax authorities in Australia are now after crypto investors following a major crypto rally ahead this year uh, or ahead of what or major following a major crypto rally ahead this year. OK, that doesn't make sense. But in the latest development, the Australian tax office has urged investors to report their crypto profits or else face legal action on charges of tax evasion. Hmm. Tim Lowe, an assistant commissioner at the Australian tax office, spoke to the local news publication news.com.au. <clears throat> he said that the ATO regards tax or rather regards crypto as an asset and not a currency. Hence, it becomes taxable under this category. The tax office is likely to get in touch with 400,000 people this year, asking them to review their previous statements on crypto investments and to further divulge the profits and losses they incurred. Lowe added that crypto investments and the related taxes shall be treated in the same way as shares under the capital gains tax framework. Anytime when crypto is traded against fiat or other digital assets, it becomes taxable, said Lowe. 
The same is the case for other forms of cryptocurrencies like NFTs. Oh, that'll be fun. The major concern of crypto tax authorities has been the anonymous ownership of digital assets. Regulators have been going after several unhosted wallets used in the crypto market. The Australian authorities track crypto investments by comparing the data from exchanges and the tax return details of individuals. And let's see, is there anything else here? Uh, nope, nope, that, that's gonna do it for that piece of FUD. And is there anything else? Oh yes, more FUD. I love this one. Brian Quarmby has it from Cointelegraph. Quote, crypto will cause the next financial crisis, says a precious metals boss. <laughs> Brett Heath, CEO of, of precious metals royalty and streaming company, Metalla Royalty and Streaming, has warned that crypto will lead the charge into the next financial crisis. Uh, Metella Royalties and Streaming is a Canadian-based firm founded in 1983 and has a current net worth of almost half a billion dollars. Metella offers exposure to precious metals through gold and silver royalties and streams. I don't know what that means. Speaking to financial news outlet Kitco News on Friday, Heath compared crypto to the tech-induced crash of the early 2000s and the 2008 mortgage crisis, noting that, quote, when you look back at the last few decades, you look at all the financial crises that happened. You know, they all have a couple of things in common. And one of them is the mass adoption of a new financial product or a new technology that's not very well understood, end quote. Further quote, if we just rewind to the mortgage crisis of 2008, we had, get this guys, we had the mass adoption of mortgage-backed securities collateralized debt obligations. And once the public had embraced this, the new financial product, then it crashed. It was a huge problem, he added. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. Do you remember at all when you were offered a collateralized debt obligation as a tradable security? Do you remember getting a phone call ever, like ever, saying, hey, we've got these mortgage-backed securities. They're rated AAA. Would you like to buy them? No, you did not. Retail was not into CDOs. That wasn't retail. That was, in, that was industrial. This guy is flat lying to you. That's, where the, that's how FUD works. Sowing fear, uncertainty, and doubt by lying to you. There was no retail market for CDOs. If there was... You sure as shit didn't know about it. Retail at that point is going to be like high net worth individuals, people that are in the know. But they're like, I don't, re I, I literally don't remember any of this bullshit. I mean, I guess, I, I guess the, you know, the, well, I, I may be wrong about that, but uh, maybe it was Countrywide Homes was running some, running some bullshit, you know, but honestly, outside of that, there wasn't like retail adoption of collateralized debt obligations. That was done by H, well, not H&R Block. That's good God. What am I talking about? Uh, like JP Morgan investment arm. If you were exposed and everybody was exposed, but it wasn't, the, it wasn't you that took on the exposure. They did it for you because you were not, generally speaking, most people don't want, don't want to know. They just want to put their their money somewhere and have it not be stolen from them through inflation. Other than that, they don't want to get into the weeds on what a CDO is. They don't understand this shit. 
But J.P. Morgan more than happy, happily was buying this shit on behalf of their clients, and their clients didn't know what the fuck was going on. So no, retail, yes, retail had exposure, but it was by a third party. This guy is actually saying that we just went to the store and bought a whole bunch of CDOs. No, we did not. It's a lie. Make sure that you understand that it's a lie. Continuing, the CEO described cryptocurrencies as a license for the private sector to print money as he questioned the amount of liquidity that has been pumped into the market since the beginning of 2020. He threw a comparison with the United States M1, total liquid money in circulation, noting that since January, the M1 has increased by four and a half times. According to the Federal Reserve, the M1 went from $4 billion in January 2020 to around $18.9 billion as of April 2021. He emphasized that, quote, that's an extraordinary increase, and it's such a short period of time, but if you look at cryptocurrency using the total market cap of cryptocurrency, it's over tenfold, end quote. Heath appears to hold concerns over systemic risk from mass investment into an asset class that he feels holds no intrinsic value, with the end result being a sell-off similar to the tech crisis of the early 2000s. Mm. Quote, when you have that amount of capital wiped out of digital wallets across the globe, you better believe there's going to be some significant financial repercussions that are felt. End quote. The precious metals proponent appears unfazed by predictions of Bitcoin surpassing gold as a store of value. He also questioned the notion that Bitcoin's max supply of 21 million gives it scarcity or value and pointed to other cryptocurrencies of lesser value that are backed by what he says is better technology. Quote, what about the other 10,000 cryptocurrency related tokens and coins that exist today, many of which have better technology, better privacy, and use a ton, lot, uh, a lot less energy? when there's so much what's the value or what's really that intrinsic value he added okay so we have somebody else in the fray and honestly this guy doesn't mean a whole lot i I mean the the metalla royalty and streaming i'll bet none of you ever even heard of this company and half a billion dollars dude that's just pathetic that's like what that was what uh, the cash treasury of uh, MicroStrategy before they actually started buying Bitcoin. That was their cash position. That wasn't even like taking on, that was just pure cash. That wasn't talking about how many, you know, computers and pensions and all that other bullshit that goes onto a balance sheet. No, that was just their cash position. And he blew it all, putting it into Bitcoin. Well, I'm not, I, I should take that back. He didn't blow it. He made a strategic play and it's been working out for him rather well. So these guys don't mean shit. I mean, Metalla, royalty, and streaming. What the hell is that? <laughs> but he's picking up the narrative that's being laid down to him, talking point by talking point. And whether or not he gets like an official memo from the guys at the you know Council of Foreign Relations, it doesn't even matter. I, I just think this, this shit is just permeating the media and he's just picking it up. That's why media at this point isn't really, it's not really news anymore. It's propaganda. And you just keep propagating the propaganda enough times and people just, they hear it. And that's how we got duped into masks. That's how people are getting duped into giving their infants two shots, you know, two COVID shots in one day. I saw that shit in the news. I don't know if it's true because I can't really believe anything in the news anymore. But in either event, 
There's your raft of FUD. And now we're going to run the numbers. Well, the market's about to open. Uh, it's 9.30 a.m. Central Daylight Time, so I'm thinking that uh, the market's just opened, but I won't get those numbers for 15 minutes. Uh, so I'm just going to do what the futures and commodities said as of two minutes ago. Uh, let's see, oil is, or West Texas Intermediate is up scant 0.12%, $66.93. Brent North Sea is up a quarter of a point, $69.65 for a barrel of that. Natural gas moving higher to by almost two points to $3.01 for a thousand cubic feet of it. Uh, shiny metal rocks are mixed. Gold is up 0.1%, $1,900.40 for an ounce of that. Silver is down 0.2%, $27.88 for an ounce of that. Platinum is down almost a half. Uh, copper is down a third, and palladium is up 0.64. Agricultural futures are also mixed, and we've got big movers. Oh, God, sugar is up 2.75%. Coffee is up almost five percent today. Wow, that's that's gonna that's gonna hurt, especially the sugar, because you know how much food uh, in, in the United States contains sugar. And, well, if that price doesn't come back down, if it starts staying up lofty like this, you're gonna be feeling it at the supermarket, whether you're buying straight sugar or not. Now, indices uh, up 0.24 for the Dow futures. Uh, 0.16 to the upside for S&P. NASDAQ is up 0.39, and the S&P mini is down 0.36. All the bond prices got pushed up, uh, so there you go. That That's going to do it for fake money in legacy markets. Uh, real money is at $36,894. 221,000 transactions occurred in the last 24 hours. That's below 10,000 transactions per hour on average. 1.14 million BTC sent in that period of 24 hours, and that is 47,800 BTC being sent every hour on the hour with the average transaction value of 5.18 BTC and the median transaction value of 0.029 BTC, or colloquially, 1,073 cuckbucks. 12 minutes and 58 seconds is the block time, so we are, we've lost hash rate, probably from China, and they're gonna move from China. And China will have fun staying poor. Eh, 0.63 BTC in fees being taken on a per block basis. 70.4 BTC taken in fees overall in the last 24 hour period. A loss of 8.67% on hash rate brings us down to the lowly number of 145 exahashes per second, which is about 14 times more hash power than we need to secure this network. I'm just saying, do I have proof of that? No, I don't. You want to light me up on Twitter? You go right the fuck ahead. I'm just going to mute your ass. In either event, I don't think, like, you know, somebody said, oh, my God. It was on Twitter. It said, yeah, well, your, your shit's going to be, you know, 51 percented. If we go below, like, I don't know, I think he said, like, like 100 exahashes per second. And I'm like, you need to wrap your head around difficulty adjustment, the value at the time that the coin is generated, and uh, hash rate at 50 exahashes being more than sufficient to secure this network. I, I am literally not going to give a shit if we go to, to 50 exahashes per second. If we do, it really screws up the energy FUD narrative. 
So they actually have, they actually have, it's in their best interest to make sure that hash rate stays high so that they can continue the energy FUD narrative. If we drop to 50%, we will have we will have cut our energy usage by a full third. Yeah, we'll see some, some blood in the streets on price, but difficulty adjustment will do its thing. Miners will relocate. Hash rate will come back up. You know, I, I just, this all, this all, it's all just bullshit. In either event, your shitcoin indicator being Dogecoin is down to 29 cents. Just saying, we have 31,580 transactions waiting on 69 blocks to clear. We are below 700 billion in market capitalization at $689.7 billion. Uh, we have only captured 5.57% of gold's market cap, and we can still get 19.3 ounces of gold uh, for one Bitcoin, of which there are 18,720,347.75 in circulation. Uh, we have uh, 1,373 of those in the Lightning Network, flashing a capacity value of $50.6 million, being run over 11,515 nodes. Oh my God, we're getting a lot of nodes coming online. Uh, there are 46,901 channels that we know about. Percentage of Tor capacity is at 61.5%. That means there's 844.3 BTC in the Tor side of the Lightning Network, and that's being run over 5,802 nodes. Taproot activation still looking pretty damn good, honestly. Uh, we have 97.13% signaling for Taproot. I do still wholeheartedly believe and have high hopes for taproot lock in the next difficulty period so that's gonna do it for vitals Welcome to part two of the morning roundup. We begin this portion of the show with Biden's six trillion dollar budget could fuel inflation fears and Bitcoin gains. Casey writing it for Bitcoin Magazine. Let's see what Casey has to say here. All right. When it rains, it pours. <clears throat> yes, apparently it does. It appears that this is true for both weather and expansion to the money or monetary base of the United States. According to a report by the New York Times, quote, President Biden will propose a six trillion dollar budget, that's trillion with a T by the way, on Friday that could take the United States to its highest sustained levels of federal spending since World War II while running deficits above $1.3 trillion throughout the next decade, end quote. Only a year ago, the pandemic began and the Federal Reserve was forced to initiate a major stimulus for the economy via inflation and quantitative easing. Starting with $2 trillion, the stimulus package was supposed to enable the continuation of the American economy. Of course, the pandemic was simply a catalyst for increasing the already present inflationary practices of the Federal Reserve. Inflation is a dastardly concept, not only removing value from the common people's money, but giving access to an elite few the ability to create value out of thin air. Bitcoin magazines, when more isn't better, inflation in the 20th, 21st century article by Sebastian Bunny, explains in detail how monetary expansion ruins economic growth and potential, and it isn't simply the rampant inflation in the sense of more money that ruins the system. Reducing interest rates and making credit cheap lead to long-term debt cycles as explained by Bitcoin Magazine's Dylan LeClaire. I explain in my own essay, if you don't buy Bitcoin, you can't be rich, 
that anyone holding cash right now is exposed to an astronomical amount of risk as the entirety of their value resides in trust that the Federal Reserve will maintain belief in their system. But truly, the jig is up, or gig, depending on how you want to pronounce it. <clears throat> um, even elected officials have lost faith, such as Miami's mayor, Francis Suarez, who has gone into shit coinery and admittedly or admitted that the previously proposed stimulus of $1.9 trillion pushed him to buy Bitcoin. Indeed, when articles are being written about the death of the U.S. dollar and billionaires are sounding the alarm that monetary policy is out of line with economic conditions, something is going drastically wrong. With all of this, Bitcoin is set to gain. Although it cannot be explicitly stated, the previous stimuli have often been seen as drivers of the Bitcoin price bull run, and with coinciding upward catalysts such as the halvening, it appears that the economic environment for a sound money such as Bitcoin to surge forward is ripe. It remains to be seen whether the $6 trillion proposal will be accepted, but it is obvious that further inflation is to be expected and should contribute to revitalizing the Bitcoin bull market that we are in. Okay, well, you know, there, there's, you know, arguably, there's some, some arguable issues there. However, $6 trillion? My God, people. This, for one year? It's like, yeah, God, thank God for Bitcoin. And thank God for sheet. Sheets. That's right. American convenience store chain now accepts Bitcoin payments. Mid-Atlantic convenience store giant Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-Z. Okay, guys, I have never even heard of Sheets. have no idea how big they are. Let's find out more from Osato Avin Nemoyo, writing for Cointelegraph. Retail crypto payment acceptance in the United States continues to grow as Sheets announces plans to allow the use of digital currency in its outlets across the country. In a release issued on Thursday, the convenience store chain announced its partnership with digital payments provider Flexa to enable customers to pay for products and services with cryptocurrencies. As part of the announcement, Sheets revealed that the crypto payment option was for both in-store items and gas pumps at their over 600 outlets across Pennsylvania, Ohio, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, and West Virginia. Here's the shit coinery part. Cryptocurrencies that will be accepted by the convenience store include Bitcoin, but also include Ethereum, Litecoin, and Doge. God, these things are never going to go away, man. The crypto or the, the company's crypto payment adoption move is also an extension of its business relationship with point of sale payment provider NCR. Apart from enabling Bitcoin and crypto payments, Sheets also plans to allow customers to link their Flexa-enabled payment apps with the company's loyalty reward program. In just God, just use Fold, man. Get double, double down. Get some Bitcoin and get your rewards program. Anyway, I'm just saying. In, indeed, crypto is seeing significant adoption in the rebates and loyalty rewards arena with digital currencies being seen as viable for rewarding patrons. The Sheets announcement now adds convenience stores to the growing list of businesses accepting crypto payments in the United States. Back in March, luxury hotel brand The Kessler Collection debuted crypto and stablecoin payment options for guests. As previously reported by Cointelegraph, a MasterCard survey from earlier in May revealed that up to 40% of respondents across the globe expressed interest to use crypto for payments in 2022. 
Indeed, retail payment options or retail crypto payment adoption has been on the rise in recent time with payment giant PayPal entering the fray back in 2020. In March, the company began allowing U.S. customers to pay with Bitcoin for online shopping. Is my shirt on backwards? Oh my God, I just noticed my shirt's on backwards. It was a rough night last night, guys. Anyway, by April, PayPal was forecasting its crypto commerce revenue exceeding $200 million in only a few months of deploying cryptocurrency payment solutions. So there you go. Never seen a Sheets. But I mean, I've, I've heard of Bucky's, but that's closer to home. I've never seen an actual Bucky's. I hear they're really nice. But that's more like, you know, way east Texas, like Houston and, you know, that, you know, Sugarland and all that kind of stuff. I've never seen a Bucky's, I, but somehow or another, I, they, they are talked about. And it's a convenience store with gas pumps. And yet it's been talked about by so many different people that I actually want to go see a Bucky's because apparently they're clean, they're well stocked, they're really well built, they look nice. It seems to be a destination. Now, when you've turned a convenience store into a destination, you've done something correct. Not because I want them to be destinations, but if you can turn something that's a fucking gas pump into a place people want to go, man, whoever built that company did it the right way. I'm just saying here. So I don't know if you're going to go, if you, if you're in the mid Atlantic States and you're listening to this broadcast, go to sheets and see what see what you can do and report back. I'd like to see what that experience would be like because I can't go. I'm nowhere close to over there. ARK invests Kathy Woods fire shots at Elon Musk for Bitcoin price crash and ESG movement. Oh, don't blame Elon. Not because I like the guy, but because he doesn't need to be set up as somebody who can move markets like this. I think it was a confluence of events. I think he was just the, the, the tip of the spear on this one because he was going to be able to have he's like 50 million people are like you know listening to what he has to say i but it was clearly this is a coordinated grouping of fud okay that if that's not clear to you yet i can't help you blazing all guns arc invests kathy wood has fired shots at tesla chief elon musk and the esg for the recent bitcoin price crash tesla pulling the plugs of accepting bitcoin payments triggered the btc price correction two weeks back it's not just that guys Speaking at the 2021 Coindesk Consensus Conference, Wood said that institutional buying of Bitcoin went for a pause, and she further added, quote, it was precipitated by the ESG movement and this notion, which was exacerbated by Elon Musk, that there are some real environmental problems with the mining of Bitcoin, end quote. Concerns with respect to Bitcoin's energy usage for mining and transactions are nothing new. However, Tesla and Elon Musk jumping into it have sparked a new debate, thereby driving the market towards green mining solutions. Looking at the positive side of it, Wood also notes that a push for renewable mining solutions can unlock new opportunities for the underperforming solar industry. Wood noted that this switch, quote, will encourage an acceleration in the adoption of renewables beyond which otherwise would have taken place. We have not really been able to say that in a big way about solar. This dynamic might change that, so I'm actually quite excited about it, end quote. Bitcoin's massive bull runs has drawn regulatory attention with China introducing stricter policies to ban Bitcoin mining and trading activities. Also, regulators in the EU and the U.S. have been watching it with close eyes. But in a reassuring message to investors, ARK Invest Kathy Wood said that Bitcoin is, quote, already on its way and it'll be impossible to shut down, end quote. 
She further added that officials will get a little more friendly over time. As per Reuters, Wood also predicted that the deflation will lift the value of Bitcoin. This will put strong pressure on the currencies of commodity-dependent emerging markets. Wood added, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these emerging markets' central banks start accumulating Bitcoin and other currencies because they, if they know their currencies are going down, will be under attack as reserves go down, end quote. So, okay. Okay, Kathy. I don't know a whole lot about Kathy Wood, although I think we're we're just paying entirely too much attention to Elon Musk. And that's getting us away from looking at the real problem, which is the coordinated FUD attack. Because it is coordinated, it is global, and it is at coming from the highest levels of coordination. Now, I don't have proof of that. I'm just, this is my gut feeling, considering that the Vatican City, the Pope himself, the Minnesota, was it Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota Fed governor, and Elon Musk, and all the news agencies, and Greenpeace, and everybody, like basically within 12-hour period, came out of the woodwork. Now, that's coordinated. And if you've got the Pope and the Holy Roman Church involved with Neil Kashkari from the Minnesota Fed, how, fuck, how fucking far up the chain do you think this goes? Do you, this isn't at a local level, guys. This is CFR kind of shit. Council for Foreign Relations. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, we're, I'm, I've got a whole 10-foot or 10-foil three-piece suit on. I'll admit it. But this shit is coordinated. This bank Now we've got the Bank of Japan governor. We've got Australian tax authorities. I mean, it's all coming out of the woodwork. I mean, it's go, and it's going to suppress prices. And my, my view is they know how much trouble that the legacy financial markets are, considering that they're all floating on a sea of fiat money that is probably being set on fire, and they know it. And they need prices to st- remain low so that they can be in the accumulation phase before they announce... A new world order. Okay, okay, I'm not going to go that far. But burger swap, uh, if you wanted a cheeseburger, yesterday was not your day. Burger swap hit by flash loan attack, netting over $7 million. Uh, This is Coindesk's Jamie Crawley writing this. Decentralized finance protocol burger swap suffered a flash loan attack that saw hackers make off with $7.2 million worth of altcoins. You spelt shit coins wrong, Jamie. BurgerSwap is the latest decentralized finance protocol on the Binance Smart Chain, or BSC, to experience an attack of this nature. The attackers created their own fake coin and formed a trading pair with the protocol's native token, Burger, ultimately uh, changing the latter's price, BurgerSwap said in a series of tweets. The exploit led to the theft of some $7.2 million in shitcoins, including $3.2 million in Burger coin, $1.6 $1.6 million in wrapped Binance coin and $1.4 million in Tether. Burger is currently trading at $6.75, which is a drop of 27% from its 24-hour high of $9.24, according to CoinMarketCap. Recent exploits of DeFi projects built on BSC include an attack for $11 million on auto-yield farming protocol Burn, B-E-A-R-N, oh my God, BurnFi, and one on yield farming aggregator Pancake Bunny that may have been worth as much as $3 million. The frequency with which these are occurring on BSC is causing alarm in the developer community. 
Quote, BSC is a public permissionless infrastructure so anybody can deploy projects there. Sammy Karim, Binance Coordinator of Business and Ecosystem Development said at Consensus 2021, quote, you have malicious actors there and hacks and exploits in DeFi are not new and definitely not unique to BSC. Why are you still in DeFi? If you're listening to this and you are gung-ho DeFi, I'd, why? Please. My Twitter Twitter handle is B-E-N-N-D-7-7. That's at B-E-N-N-D-7-7. If, if you're excited about DeFi, please tell me why. And please tell me, can I buy a house or finance a house with DeFi? Because it does not look like I can do that. It looks like I can get other coins and yield and like go all in on sushi and maybe eat some salad coin or something like that. But the whole, honestly, it just seems really confusing. And I, I don't think that there's an issue here where I would be able to go out into the real world and actually finance something with decentralized finance. And if it's not the case that I can finance something in the real world, like goods and services, like buying a house, you know, leasing a car, buying a car, buying land, you know, if I can't do that with DeFi, then what the fuck is it good for? Somebody please tell me because I don't get it. And, and if the answer is, but you can go yield farming, bullshit, that doesn't create anything in the real world. There are other ways to make money. And if that's all you're doing, then you're not part of the movement. You're actually part of the detritus that we're trying to get away from. I don't mean to be mean, but good Lord, people. Now, UK police raid suspected cannabis factory and find a Bitcoin mining operation. (laughs) Coindesk's Jamie Crawley is writing this one as well. Police in the UK have stumbled across a cryptocurrency mining operation after raiding what they thought was going to be a pot farm. The police authority for the West Midlands Metropolitan County forced entry into the industrial park unit on May 18th in Sandwell near Birmingham and found around 100 devices apparently used for Bitcoin mining, according to the announcement on Thursday. Officers found that the operation was stealing thousands of pounds worth of electricity. This is the UK. They work in, in pounds for the It's not actual weight, okay, just in case you were wondering. Quote, it's certainly not what we were expecting, Sandwell Police Sergeant Jennifer Griffin said. The raid came after reports of multiple people visiting the unit at odd times of day and night and lots of wiring and ventilation ducts. Yeah, that looks like a pot mining farm. That's what I would think it would be. It looks exactly the same. It's kind of funny when you think about it. Now, this is the catch. A police drone had detected considerable sources of heat. That's, there you go. That, that, that's the problem. That's the problem. Infrared, infrared and LIDAR shit connected to like cheap ass drones flying around the city and sending the data back and looking for heat signatures. This is a police state. This is a police state. They'll tell you it's for your own good and that they're serving the public well-being, but it's all bullshit because it just gets worse and worse and worse. Finishing off, the unit was unattended at the time of the raid and no arrests have been made yet. The discovery is only the second such crypto mining farm encountered in the West Midlands, according to Griffin. Okay, 
Now, here's, here's the thing. The heat, the waste heat from Bitcoin mining is is now well it's got a, it's got a fingerprint it's got it and and you, good luck hiding it unless unless this pushes what is known as passive cooling technologies passive meaning no electricity usage no energy in this kind of shit is what's going to drive passive cooling technologies which do exist but since energy is so cheap and plentiful, it's never been pushed for. The technology isn't really being developed, but it exists. And this kind of shit is going to drive that development. And thank God, because I would love it if I could find a cheap unit that I could just roll outside in the middle of the West Texas heat and cool down an area passively with no electricity, just using water somehow. I know that I know it exists. You can, it's like evaporative cooling, but we've never really pushed that technology to its logical conclusion where you can cool down large square footages and cubic yards of air with it, right? So I think that there is, there's opportunity there to develop passive cooling technologies for Bitcoin mining because, hey, if you can cool down a shit ton of miners and the, the get rid of all the way, all the, the heat so that it, A, doesn't leave a fingerprint, but B, keeps the miners cool because you don't want them overheating, I, I think that the, that technology is gonna be for sale for factory floors. You could do it for, for like grocery stores. I mean, if it worked and worked well, well, shit, man, there's a whole industry right there, and that's going to do it for the morning roundup. Joke time from Dad Says Jokes. What font do they use for the letter noodles in alphabet soup? Times New Ramen. Have fun eating ramen. We may be eating it for a while. We got to wait this uh, wait this little waiting period out on Bitcoin price action. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, like we you, you, we can point fingers at whose fault this was. People are pointing at Elon Musk. Other people are pointing at China Fud. I'm pointing it at every you know, like my finger is at literally everybody that isn't a Bitcoiner. It's all of their faults, but. You, we can point our fingers all goddamn day long and it's not going to make it one whit of difference. What will make a difference is you just do the same thing. You stack sats, go to a normie job. And if you don't like that, try to get a job in Bitcoin. God knows I've been trying forever and nobody, nobody wants to hire me. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's not true. I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm just like mailing out, you know, resume after resume after resume. Uh, but I, I mean, I have like last year I was like, I sent out a, a couple and, you know, not even Samson Mo would, would come, you know, get back to me and Adam back that son of a, I think that dude just like, just went puffaw and said, no way, man, we don't need that guy for anything. Look, I'm willing to mop digital floors. I will literally be your online digital janitor. I'm serious, man. I mean, it's like, because I, I'm not going to move from from the panhandle of Texas. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not. So if you need cleanup, 
you know, if you need some janitorial services, like, uh, and I can perform that function online, hit me up, bro. I will clean the, I will scrub those digital toilets to a nice shiny sheen. Seriously, wanna work for Bitcoin. I, I do it for free right now, so might as well pay me for it. And if you do wanna help me out, you know, like, share, subscribe, you know, the show, uh, go over to, uh, you know, the, the drill, go over to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review. You know, mention me in tweets, retweet my tweets. I am gonna be working more on the Tesla uh, energy usage map because there's a lot of shit to unwind there. And it's, I think it's kind of, you know, worthwhile. At least it's, it's worth giving it a shot. You know, I ain't the best data scientist in the world, but I do know my way around data sets and I do know my way around a GIS. So I will be releasing maps and I'm gonna try to be as fair and unbiased as I possibly can. I'm going to try to look at it through the lens of what's going on and not surely they're using most of their energy by coal or surely they're using most of their energy through renewables. I, if I were to approach that in any other way, it would be disingenuous and I'm not going to do it. And if you're cheerleading me right now for actually releasing that one map, be aware there was a bias there. Why? Because I only put oil and gas or a coal burning plants and gas or natural gas burning plants alongside that map. That does not tell you the whole story. All right. So from that standpoint, I kind of fucked that up, but I wanted to get something out there, right? So I'm going to be redoing the entire map series uh, again. I'm going to start with a with like a non-paired down data set because this time I, I need to know how much megawatts. I was like stripping data out of these data sets. Like I didn't care who owned it, so I pulled that column out. I didn't care how much megawatts they were producing, so I pulled that shit out. The only thing that I was left with was what's the fuel type and what's the lo the latitude and longitude that was it so now i'm now that i've done you know been working with this for a little while and understanding the pitfalls of where data you know can really get you into a biased situation i'm going to be redoing all the maps and going to be doing it in a different you know a different way so be on the lookout i don't know if i'm going to make a like a master Tesla map thread, I suppose I should, but be on the lookout for that. And if you want to, you know, support the show in other ways, get the Breeze Wallet, listen to the pod on the Breeze Wallet because the podcasting app is inside the Breeze Wallet. You don't have to actually get a second app for it. Put some Satoshis on your Breeze Wallet and listen to my podcast and stream me sats on a minute for minute basis. I give you value, you give me value, and when you stop listening to the podcast, that's it. No more sats stream from your wallet to my lightning node because your Satoshis do go to my lightning node. They don't go to a third party. They don't go anywhere else. You don't have to worry about it. It's all set up. All you do is push play and set the slider to how many sats per minute you want to send me, and it's all done. I get it. I literally get it. I get the Satoshis on my lightning node, and you don't have to worry about doing anything. All you got to do is get my podcast, hit play, set the slider for whatever, however many Satoshis per minute you want, and I get them. You don't have to do anything else. With all that said, I will see you on the other side. Have a good weekend. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.